What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Tuesday, March 31st, 2015. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studios in Dorchester, Massachusetts. We were supposed to record today's show last night, uh, but apparently Florida Panthers forward Jimmy Hayes and Dorchester native Jimmy Hayes, we do the fucking show right in his backyard. Uh, He's in town to play the Bruins tonight at the TD Garden. So yesterday he was in town doing some things around the neighborhood, in town, obviously met up with family and friends, um, and that's fine. But he told us he was going to come in studio. Apparently Jimmy Hayes thought April Fool's Day was yesterday. We did not record. He did not come in. Uh, We still love him. We're still going to root for him, but we're going to give him shit. That's that's the way it's going to be. That's, I mean, if you watched a street hockey movie, 363, The Road to the Southie 3-on-3, Jimmy Hayes played uh, a great role. Uh, It could have been an award-winning role, you know, if if Keith Yandel didn't steal the spotlight early on in that movie. But Jimmy Hayes, his role, we're, we're greatly appreciative of the fact that he wanted to play a part in that film. And... His scene, or should I say scenes, were amazing. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, so he's a good friend of ours, and we're obviously still rooting for him. Now, maybe not tonight. We're not rooting for him tonight against the Bruins, but outside of that, we are always going to root for the kid. We just wish that he would have come in studio like he said he was going to to record today's podcast last night. Now, that did not happen. His excuse, I guess he went home, fell asleep, completely forgot, owes us one. You know, I thought maybe I'd come in the studio today with some tickets for tonight's game, sitting on the desk. That didn't happen. So, uh, you know, maybe him owing us one will just be him playing another role in the sequel that we have to 363, the Rose to the Southie 3-on-3, because there will be a sequel. Uh, It is in the works. Early stages. You know, very early stages. But nonetheless, it's in the works. I just don't know what type of role I'm going to give the kid now. I don't. I don't know what type of role I'm going to give him. He wanted a larger role. He told me a couple months ago he wants a larger role. Well, the only larger role I'm going to get him is maybe a sub at Lambert's down the street. I get him a large sub. That might be the larger role that he gets. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with his role in the movie now. I, we're, 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 we're upset. We thought we were going to get him in, catch up with, a, with, a, with an old friend. You know, Dorchester native. We're in his backyard. Right? We had Sean Thornton showing him up, his teammate. Maybe he's upset you didn't pick him for for the uh, street hockey team <laughs> in, Maybe. The, in the tournament. Maybe <laughs> we can't figure it out. I don't know that I. I don't, Pete. I don't know that I'm buying the fell asleep excuse. I I don't. I honestly don't know I'm buying it. Um. But so the 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 schedule here has changed a little bit. We had a call an audible change. I had to change the play at the line of scrimmage, and here I am actually on Tuesday morning recording today's show without Jimmy Hayes. You know, John Thornton, Florida Panther, his teammate, came on the show Thursday. Came on the show Thursday. Uh, showing him up. I mean, so the question is now, who's the first Hayes brother that's going to come on this show? It might be Kevin. We might get Kevin in here first. Who knows? The question I have, who's going to win a cup first? Might be Kevin. Might be Kevin. <laughs> and I just hope that you know, if Jimmy says he wants to owe us one, well, uh, since I come in here today with no tickets for tonight's game on the table, right, I don't get a text that says, hey, you know, show up to the to the, um, the box office and, and, you know, your name will be on a piece of paper with two tickets and an envelope. Three tickets, four tickets, five tickets, right? I, no, I don't see that either. So perhaps, perhaps um, when he says he owes us one, maybe he'll give us the invite to his brother's Stanley Cup party this summer. <laughs> Jimmy, we know, you know we're just busting your balls, big dog. Um, but we will not be rooting for you tonight. The rest of the season we'll be rooting for you. I hope, you know, if, I hope the Panthers and the Bruins get into the tournament, get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And um, I don't expect the Bruins to do much damage there. So if they don't do much damage there, I'll be then rooting for the Panthers and, and see what happens with that. 
But uh, no Jimmy Hayes today. So it's just me. And my producer, Pete Needham, has to go screen print some jerseys. What are you doing today, Pete? What's going on? We got a big AAU basketball team we got to finish All right, today. what's the team? It is the Stars Students Student Athletes Rising. Student Athletes Rising. Yeah, it's a free the plug stars. for them, huh? Free yeah, plug. Yeah. Free. Well, that's all I do is free plugs. That's all I do. But it just goes to show you can contact Beantown Athletics in Dorchester. They will take care of all your screen printing needs, and they're doing a nice job in these jerseys back there today, but they have a whole lot of them. So Pete's going to let me finish the show. He's going to go get the work done. Tony shopping in skates because Eric Doyle left town. We don't know where he went. He tried to explain his invention to us the other day on the show, and uh, he, we really got nothing accomplished there. I, I hope you did listen. And I hope you listen every day, every weekday. DannyPicard.com. Pete, go get your work done. Uh, in the meantime, every, everybody else, subscribe to the show on iTunes. It is free. Also, if you don't have an iPhone, you can subscribe on Stitcher. Any type of device you have, you can also get it on the TuneIn app. Uh, you can go to TuneIn.com to make sure you get that. Follow the show there and listen along every weekday. If you've listened to the show the last couple days, one thing that you'll know to be true is that I am a wrestling fan. I'm a WWE fan. Now, so, and WrestleMania is a big time of year, right? WrestleMania is the biggest time of year for the WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I go way back to the WWF days. That's when I began. You know, I was a Hulk Hogan fan, and still to this day, I think, the Hulk Hogan leg drop, even though it's not a vicious finisher like some of the ones you see today, the Hulk Hogan leg drop is still, it's still a special move in my book. But uh, outside of all that, getting to current day WWE, the last couple days we've done some WrestleMania stuff. WrestleMania previews last week had Michelle Beadle on the show. Uh, then we had Mark Sherman, the sure thing Mark Sherman, who's uh, uh, from Chaotic Wrestling, who you've seen actually in a WWE ring. He's somebody that they use as a, a security guard at times. Uh, so he's trying to get his foot in the door there. And it's really already in the door. He's just trying to uh, really get picked up, I guess you could say, by the WWE to have a larger role. Uh, so um, we've did a lot, we did a lot of WWE stuff. I gave my WrestleMania recap on yesterday's show. And as I mentioned... The Monday Night Raw, the night after WrestleMania, is always one of the more exciting Monday Night Raws. You know, you get new storylines for the new year that opens up officially in the WWE. But also, the crowd at the Monday Night Raw, the night after WrestleMania, is always a crazy crowd. Crazier than other crowds. Because I think they've, they've seen it in the past, the chants that go on, and I think they feel the need to one-up the crowd the year before on the Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania. If that makes sense to you, it should. And I think they did a nice job last night. They were a little crazy. They, they were okay. It wasn't as good as some I've seen in the past, but they were still good. Uh, the show opened with the Brock Lesnar situation. And look, the Brock Lesnar situation, at least up until last Tuesday, when he went on ESPN and he went on SportsCenter, the 6 o'clock SportsCenter, Eastern Time, and he sat with Michelle Beadle. He talked to the coach. And he announced that he was ex extending his contract with the WWE. You know, up until that point, Brock Lesnar, that story was, was you know, a, an ESPN-type story because the thought was that he was going to go back to the UFC. And that WrestleMania, him defending the title against Roman Reigns, was going to be his last match in the WWE for the time being as he would return to the UFC and tried to recapture the UFC heavyweight championship, right? I mean, they even played, a, played up that storyline in the ring on Raw several weeks ago when Brock, Le, you know, Brock Lesnar's advocate, Paul Heyman, got in the ring and said, even if it means Brock Lesnar needs to take the WWE title and unify it with the UFC heavyweight title, he will do that. Now, clearly they used the real-life storyline and combined it uh, with a WWE storyline, which makes for the best storylines when you get the real-life stuff mixed in and sprinkled into what they're doing and what they're talking about in the ring because it gets some people guessing. Did guys go off script? You know, what's real, what isn't? That's when WWE storylines are at their best. But, so everybody just assumed that Brock Lesnar was going to lose the title at WrestleMania because he was leaving. Then he gets on ESPN and he announces that 
he is done with UFC, or at least he announces that he signed a contract extension with the WWE. Good old Vince McMahon gave him a call on Monday night and extended him. And once he announces that, it gets people to change their thought process on what could possibly happen in the main event at WrestleMania. To the point where you had then then you had people saying, "Wow, maybe Lesnar isn't gonna isn't gonna lose the title. Maybe he's he's gonna hold on to it." So now we don't know the the result. We thought we knew the result. It is predetermined, but we thought we had to figure it out. We don't because Brock Lesnar is now no longer leaving the WWE. He's staying. Does that change the plan? Well, the only way to find out is to watch WrestleMania. Now. I asked the question the next day on this show with Michelle Beadle, who was there interviewing Brock Lesnar on ESPN, and I asked her, I said, do you believe this storyline? And I asked my producer, Pete Needham, I I asked myself, you know, do I believe this story? Do I believe this? Did Brock Lesnar actually re-sign with the WWE? Uh, I would have liked to believe it. But last night, when you're watching Raw, the night after WrestleMania, the night after Brock Lesnar loses the title... Not to Roman Reigns, but to Seth Rollins, who cashed in his money in the bank at WrestleMania. You're watching Raw. Brock Lesnar, they open up with him and Paul Heyman. They want to fight. They want the rematch with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins comes out. He ends up not giving it to him. Brock Lesnar flips out, uh, gives the F5 to the announcer, Michael Cole, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, And then he gives an F5 to the cameraman, and he flips out. Stephanie McMahon comes out, and here's the storyline. And she says, here's the storyline. She says, Brock you're suspended indefinitely. Brock Lesnar leaves the arena, doesn't show up the rest of the night, him and Paul Heyman, that's it. I thought we would see him at the end. Instead, we didn't. We saw Roman Reigns uh, in that six-man tag team match. No Brock Lesnar the rest of the night. So the storyline is that Brock Lesnar is now suspended indefinitely. And it seems like they, him and Paul Heyman are going to go away for a little bit. And... I guess it led me to this question. Did anybody actually see the contract that Brock Lesnar signed with the WWE? It doesn't exist. And it gets back to my original question that I had on Wednesday with Michelle Beadle after Brock Lesnar was on ESPN. And that question is, did Brock Lesnar actually, truly, really re-sign with WWE? Did he? Did he? What does suspended indefinitely mean? I I know it's a storyline. But it's got me thinking if him getting on SportsCenter and announcing this was nothing but a bunch of bullshit and a publicity stunt to get people to watch the WWE. And if that was the case, a good old Vince McMahon is at it again. Now, I was texting with a friend of mine who's very high up in UFC last night. Right after this happened, and I was asking him, I said, listen, is Brock Lesnar going back to the UFC? I mean, is that official? He tells me, well, no. He announced on SportsCenter that he re-signed with WWE, and I said, well, well, and he wasn't watching Raw. So I told him what happened in the storyline. I told him what Stephanie McMahon said, and I said, well, you know, when they tell me all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar, who now lost the title at WrestleMania, that he's suspended indefinitely, that tells me he's gone for a bit. And when you tell me he's gone for a bit now, that also tells me, that there's the possibility he actually does fight in UFC again. And, you know, my friend from UFC texted me back. He says, well, you know, there's no way that they would use ESPN like that. There's no way. And I said, why? Why the fuck not? What do you mean they wouldn't use ESPN like that? If anything, ESPN, who does a lot of UFC stuff, was also looking for the attention was also looking to be a part of this. And, and, and I got news for you. They'll also be looking to be a part of Brock Lesnar if he ever does fight in UFC again. So I don't think it would be... I don't think, w, I don't think ESPN would feel like they were slapped in the face. For all we know, they were playing along with it. I have no idea. They could have been playing along with that. I really don't know. But um, when I see that Brock Lesnar is suspended indefinitely... The first thing I think of is, wow, did this guy even re-sign with the WWE? Did he? Now, let's say he did. Brock Lesnar even came out and said on ESPN, he said, you know, I'm 
I signed a, you know, I'm getting full-time pay for part-time work. Nobody else can have that but me. That's, you know, and, and my buddy from UFC, from UFC last night texted me the same thing. that He said, well, Brock Lesnar, and he was referring to that comment, he said Brock Lesnar's, you know, he, he's on a part-time schedule. That just could be it. That, that's it. He's going away. He's only doing part-time stuff. I said, well, but that's not anything new. Like, when he announces that, when Brock Lesnar announces that, that's, that's not a new part of his contract. Even when he was WWE champion, that he wasn't there every night. He wasn't there every Monday Night Raw. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't every pay-per-view, even as the champ. So, he didn't go to the house shows. I mean, Brock Lesnar was on a part-time schedule anyway, so that's really nothing new. And what also isn't new is this idea that I've had here for a couple weeks, and maybe more than a couple weeks, is that the WWE and UFC are somehow in cahoots. They're in cahoots. You know, there's a cross-promotional strategy here going on between Vince McMahon and Dana White that is, real, is a real thing. It's, it's a real thing. Whether, you, whether you're a fan of one or the other, of only one or the other, and you don't like that, whether you like it or not, you have to at least by now acknowledge that, that the, the partnership between the WWE and the UFC when it comes to cross-promotion is a real thing. That is, that is happening right now. And, it you know, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, right? I know this this idea that CM Punk and WWE had this big breakup and, and all this shit, but come on now. At what point do we have to step back and look at that and say, is that a storyline? Are they setting us up for a future angle in the WWE? I, if, you, if you just completely rule that out, then I don't know that you've been paying attention to, what, to just how good Vince McMahon is and how good the WWE is at doing what they do, which is setting us up for future storylines, making us believe that real-life stuff sprinkled in to the actual WWE storyline is the best storyline. And when you start to believe the real-life stuff, that's when they got you. That's when they got you hooked. Um, is CM Punk actually going to the UFC? Yes, he's actually going to fight. Is he going to be fighting, uh, I don't know, Conor McGregor? No. You know, I, now he's going to be fighting somebody who's, who's tough, you know, who, who, who wants to beat the shit out of CM Punk probably. Um, but he's not going to be anything special. He's not going to be anything that anybody that, uh, has has earned his way to the top of the rankings in the UFC, that's for sure. Um, but he, CM Punk is actually going to fight in UFC. He is. How many fights is he going to have? I don't know. But the UFC, it's clear that they've taken the, the CM Punk publicity in the WWE, and they've used it to their own uh, popularity. They've used it to the point where they are now benefiting from CM Punk's WWE celebrity status. If CM Punk wasn't in WWE, you wouldn't even know he was fighting in UFC. They wouldn't be doing these press conferences. Dana White would probably not even meet up with CM Punk. But since he's a former WWE champ and one of the biggest names in the industry, all of a sudden, a guy who's never uh, stepped foot into the octagon before, his first time in the octagon is going to be a major event against, really, a nobody. It's going to be a major event. You are going to watch that. The world is going to watch that. And Dana White knows it. So the cross-promote, and I'm not calling them stupid. I think they're genius by cross-promoting. I think it's beautiful. It it, it makes all the sense in the world because it is all about money at the end of the day. And WWE makes a whole lot of money. UFC makes a whole lot of money. Why not make a whole lot of money together? Now, I'm not saying that, um, you know, you need to compare the results in each business and combine those. You don't. I mean, it is UFC and it's WWE. It's two different things. But I, I think that they'd be crazy at this point if they didn't continue the cross-promotion of the celebrity status of each and every individual. And, and that continued from the Brock Lesnar to the CM Punk. That continued at WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey. She stepped foot in a WWE ring at WrestleMania and didn't just get on the mic while standing next to The Rock yelling at Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. She, got, she gave a, a one-arm flip to Triple H. She hit him with a, some type of move. And then she got Stephanie McMahon in an armbar. 
And she also tweets out and has something on Instagram that says she ain't done in the WWE. She's a huge fan, and she wants to do something. She already did something, but she wants to do more. That means she's done with UFC? No. She's going to still fight in UFC. So the cross-promotion is there, and at least from the Ronda Rousey portion of it, the two sides aren't afraid to let the talent actually take part in the other industry's event, whether it's in the ring or inside the octagon. And that brings me back now to Brock Lesnar. He's suspended indefinitely? Really? Is Brock Lesnar suspended indefinitely? Or is this a time in which he can actually now go back and get another fight in the UFC? And get that fight in the UFC and then still let people think that he's going to return to WWE after, which he will. I'm not saying he won't return to WWE. But at least the announcement on ESPN last week absolutely got more people to watch WrestleMania. It absolutely did. It absolutely did, and it made it more interesting. And now he's suspended indefinitely, and, you know, I immediately think, wow, I think we've been had. I think we've been had with that whole ESPN thing. Brock Lesnar suspended indefinitely, or is he going to use his time to go to the UFC? Right? And is that a storyline? Well, he's suspended indefinitely. You know, maybe he goes and fights in UFC, and perhaps this sets us up for CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. Not in the octagon, because obviously they can't do that. That's a major mismatch. But it's not a major mismatch in the world of the WWE. And it would be quite the event if CM Punk made his return to the WWE to fight Brock Lesnar. I don't know, main event at WrestleMania? Right? Or how about, let's say, The Rock is doing stuff with UFC in a WWE ring by teaming up with Ronda Rousey to fight Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in some type of mixed tag match. And Brock Lesnar comes rolling back to... Take on The Rock. I I don't know. There are things that they can do now as they are cross-promoting each other. But I can tell you this. I'm watching Raw last night, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, we've been had. I, I don't know for sure that Brock Lesnar re-signed with the WWE, and if he actually did, then perhaps there's some type of clause in it that will still allow him to go fight in UFC. Clearly, there's a clause in Ronda Rousey's contract with whatever she has that allows her to get into a WWE ring. Now, I get that it's different. You know, it's a little different with the point that, let's and people have pointed this out, let's say Brock Lesnar goes to the UFC, and, and he get, let's say so, he steps in, uh, and somebody gets a good shot on him, knocks him out. Is that a good look for WWE? Is it? Um, I, I don't think, I, I don't think it's the ideal look. <laughs> I mean, the ideal situation for WWE would be if they were going to let Brock Lesnar fight in the UFC again, would be for him to go punch someone's fucking head in and still be the beast that they portray him to be, the unbeatable beast, and return. And, you know, he can't be beat. And he wins the title again. And he's a must-see attraction when he's in the building, which isn't all the time. That would be the ideal situation. You know, let's say he did get knocked out. Let's say he did return to UFC and he got knocked out. Is it the end of the world? Eh. I don't know if it's the end of the world. Because, again, it's in the news. It's putting WWE in the news. And maybe there's a storyline that can come out of that. Right? Maybe there's a storyline they can get out of that. I'm sure they could get something out of that. I don't have it on the top. You know, I don't have that storyline right now in my head. But there's something that they'd be able to do with it. There is. This is definitely going to happen. I have no idea. It's, I'm just telling you things that I was thinking last night as I watched Raw saw Brock Lesnar all of a sudden flip out and they say he's suspended indefinitely. I started to scratch my head and wonder actually what was going on and wonder if we've been had with this whole contract extension with the WWE. But we'll keep an eye on it. I do think at the end of the day, Brock Lesnar will be in a WWE ring again. Will it be soon? I don't know. Um, 
Will it be for a championship? I have no idea. We have to wait and see on some of these storylines. I don't know what's happening with Sting. You know, apparently they're using his interview on WWE Network after Raw. I thought that was a little weird. Why wouldn't they just put him on Raw? I get they're trying to sell the network, but come on. I mean, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big name that's going to do an interview about his future. That's not going to be on Raw. And then I guess they had Bo Dallas come out. You Come on. Let's figure that one out. If he is going to fight again, you can't have any Don't don't put him in a Don't put him in a beef with Bo Dallas. Please. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're setting us up for a Bray Wyatt fight. I have no idea. Bo Dallas is Bray Wyatt's brother. I know that they don't actually talk about that on the broadcast, but maybe that's something they start to do. And Bray Wyatt, maybe portrayed as the big brother type, comes in and and helps out his little bro. I don't even know which one's older, but maybe that's the angle they go. Uh, We'll certainly wait and see how it all plays out. But WrestleMania was great. And um, I enjoyed previewing it. I enjoyed recapping it. You know, any WWE storylines that are major, I, I I will touch upon. I'm not going to open with it every day, but I think this is a big time of year for the fans. And it's the biggest time of year for the fans in the WWE, especially because at this point in time, you know, it, it, base, regular season baseball hasn't begun yet. The NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs haven't begun yet. Uh, the Final Four is coming up this weekend. So you're not going to sit here for a week and talk about that every single day. Uh, We don't have the Masters yet. There is some news on the Masters that I will get to before I close out this show. Somebody showed up at Augusta potentially this morning. We'll talk about that. Um, And as I said, Major League Baseball doesn't begin officially the regular season until Sunday night. Here locally in Boston, the Red Sox begin Monday in Philadelphia. They have a couple against the Phillies and a couple against the Yankees and the Bronx before they have their home opener. Uh, But, you know, last night was an interesting Raw. I felt the need to open with it. And, you know, the UFC thing, UFC, WWE, the partnership there is real, which makes me consider that maybe Brock Lesnar is still going to have a fight regardless of what he said on SportsCenter. I I, I don't think that's a crazy idea, especially now that they say on WWE that he's suspended indefinitely, right? Now, part of the reason they said that is because he took the announcer, the ring announcer, Michael Cole, and gave him an F5. And they said, oh, he's banged up. It basically means Michael Cole is going on vacation for a little bit, right? Michael Cole needs some time off. How are you going to give him time off? Well, you have him get roughed up by having Brock Lesnar, the beast, give him an F5. And I forget the injury that they said. They said it was serious. But they had somebody come down and, and fill in as the announcer. And all I could think was, Man, I wish that could be me. Now, you had a lot of people thinking that. There's a lot of people thinking they could do that. And to be quite honest with you, I, I mean, I, I think I could do it. I don't want to knock the kid who was doing it last night, even though he, look, he did, there was some boring moments early on. They had to have Jerry the King Lawler come down with him. Um, I think I could do it. I'm not going to sit here and use this for him to knock the kid who stepped in. I, it's a, that's, a, that's a big moment for him. I, I think that... Um, but I, but I do, it did make me think of my idea that I, I think the WWE should consider. I told you what Michelle Beadle, I, I told you what I said on this show many times. The WWE Network needs a show, right? And I'm not talking about like Jerry's fucking Springer show. I mean, come on. Uh, they need, And I'm not just talking about Chris Jericho podcast once interviewing John Cena or they put Stone Cold's podcast on once every three months. They need a, li- literally... They need a daily sports entertainment talk show, which is a radio show. You know, I don't know. They could they could make it a podcast, um, but they could do it in a radio studio, kind of like we have this radio studio here in Beantown Athletics in Dorchester. Or they could get a way to find a way to put it on, let's say, Sirius XM. I I have no idea, but they could make it. A, they could make it a show. They can make it a show on their network, right? That's what they could do. And in the process, they could sell advertisements. They could give live reads. They could get guest spots sponsored by certain companies. It's a way for them to make more money off the network, which is ultimately what they always want to do. I just, I, I, I guess you could say I threw my hat into the ring. I just don't know if anybody sees the ring that I'm throwing that hat into. I've tried to get 
the idea out and pitch it to people. So what I did was I went on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn, I get it. Sort of a business connection site. How seriously do you take it? I think it's one of those things where you just accept everybody that uh, <laughs> tries to connect with you. I don't know that I take it. I guess I use it as another way to promote my shit. But I did go and start, you know, requesting connections from people that work at WWE, WWE Network. I sent some messages uh, pitching this idea. Maybe they received it. Maybe they read it. Maybe they didn't. If they read it, maybe they took it seriously. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they deleted it and laughed. I have no idea. I would hope they wouldn't delete it and laugh. I would like to think that it's a decent idea. That's something that they should consider. Now, if they do do it, they probably wouldn't give it to me. They probably take my idea, steal it, and, and give it to someone else. But I would hope I'd at least get an interview. Bring me down. Get me down to Stanford, Connecticut. I could drive down there in about two hours. I'd go. I'd show up. Um, but you watched that last night. Michael Cole gets injured. The announcer the job. They're probably going to just call some of the guys they have up. But uh, I, I was thinking, I wonder if, I, I wonder how, how I would be doing that. I don't know. I used to do play-by-play, but it's a different beast, obviously. Um, but it also had me thinking back to my idea, which is what the WWE Network needs, which is uh, they need a weekday show in the mornings. Let's say 9 to noon. I don't know. They could play it. You know, you could have it live streaming. You could do two hours for all I care. Um, you have commercials, you have this, you have that. You could do one hour with no commercials, just live reads. Makes you a couple bucks. Do some, take some call-ins. I think it would be pretty cool for the fans. Um, I'd love to see it happen. I'd, I'd love to be the host. But it's something I pitched. I don't know if they actually take it seriously or not. I don't. But, uh, that's what I was thinking as I'm watching Raw. Those are my thoughts on Raw. And before I close out the, uh, WWE talk here, I do have to give a shout-out. Uh, to Brandon here in Dorchester. Brandon is a kid who comes into the shop. If you don't know much about this shop that we have the brand new studio built into, it's, it's it, there's some skate shopping in here. It's a screen printing business. You can come in and get t-shirts, sweatshirts, uniforms designed. Um, but also, you know, they sell some hockey equipment, some baseball equipment, right? Some boxing gear. They sell some stuff here, too. Some athletic equipment. And, you know, some of the local kids come in and, and after school and they shoot around on the hockey nets that are inside the, the shop. You know, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But yesterday, so I come, let me tell you the story. I come in today and on the on our customized desk in this studio, we have uh, a couple different decorations, right? We got three microphones. Pete's my producer, his spot opposite me. Uh, he's got his big, nice mixer board, his laptop. Uh, we got our headphones. Again, the three microphones, three cheers. And in the middle of the desk, there's um, a couple little figurines. There's a Captain Picard from Star Trek. Uh, there's a Dustin Pedroia, Red Sox bobblehead. There's a Pedro Martinez, Red Sox bobblehead. There's a Stone Cold Steve Austin figurine, which people seem to think that it looks like Goldberg. Which I guess it kind of, it's not the best Stone Cold figurine. And w- w- the idea was we were going to keep adding to this collection. And I think we sort of, you know, we got away from that a little bit. And we're we're going to try to make a, a point now, especially with what happened yesterday, uh, to, to add some more pieces. But the kids who come into the shop yesterday, something fell out of Brandon. I don't even know his last name. Nobody here does. He's Brandon from Dorchester. He comes in, shoots around. Uh, nice kid. Something fell out of his pocket, and Tony King, owner of Beantown Athletics, says, what is that? Now, now I'm hearing the story from Tony's mouth today when I show up, because I show up, and, and whatever fell out of the kid's pocket is currently sitting in front of me with all the other figurines. Tony says to the kid yesterday, what is that? And the kid said, oh, it's my uh, one of my wrestling toys. And Tony says, oh, you got to you got to donate that to the studio. And the kid says, what are you talking about? So Tony took him over, took him inside the studio, showed him that we have a wrestler in here, showed him the bobbleheads that we have. And the kid said, okay. And he, so he took his wrestling figurine, which is Brock Lesnar, a Brock Lesnar wrestling figurine, wrestling toy. And he puts it on the desk, and he adds it to the collection. He donates it to the collection, but he says to Tony, well, you're going to have to take me to a, another store 
so I can buy a new one. I guess Tony agreed to that. Uh, now, I don't know if Tony actually is serious about taking the kid to the store to get a new one, uh, but the uh, bottom line is Tony stole Brock Lesnar from the kid and, get, and, and, gave him, and made him donate it to our studio. So thank you to Brandon um, for giving up <laughs> the Brock Lesnar toy of yours and I guess donated it to the studio. If the kid wants it back, we'll give it back. If the kid wants the toy back, we're going to give it back. Um, I, I, I almost feel bad now that I tell the story and I look at it in front of us and the kid's probably looking for it today and wondering why the hell did I put that into their studio? Um, but well, because he did, I just want to give a shout out. Thank you to Brandon from Dorchester for giving us or donating to us the Brock Lesnar figurine. You can have it back whenever you want, but it's a cool gesture that Tony made you. <laughs> made you donate it to the studio here at Beantown Athletics. Um, so there you go. Moving on from all that, right? Moving on from all that. Uh, yet last night, Mike Napoli, real quick, Mike Napoli hit a home run for the Red Sox. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that at, that the, early this morning he got a knock on his door, right? From from a couple guys wearing suits, holding briefcases. And in those briefcases, uh, pee cups and needles. Uh, Because Mike Napoli is probably tested, probably had to undergo drug testing today. He hit a home run last night, and it wasn't just a regular home run. It was a a moonshot. And as as he connects with the ball, his bat doesn't just break. He is only holding the handle of the bat in his hands. 80% of the bat went flying in the hole between shortstop and third base. He broke the bat, still hit a home run, and as he finishes the swing, the handle of the bat, that's it, the little handle, is in his hands. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it. We've seen, I think we've seen a couple broken bat home runs at times, but never like that. Pretty amazing moment. I hope you go watch the video. I've never seen anything like it. I can only... Now, I'm not telling you that Mike Napoli is on the juice or anything. But, you know, if Major League Baseball does their randomized, randomized drug testing, I can only imagine that they added Mike Napoli to the list. <laughs> I'm not saying he won't pass, right? I can only imagine, though, they, they, they might be interested in knocking on the door one morning coming up. If they didn't already, do it this morning. Uh, pretty pretty cool moment, though, to see a guy hit a home run, have the bat break. And it wasn't just broken bat. This was like he's only holding the handle of the bat in his hands as the ball leaves the yard in spring training. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm not, don't take those PED comments seriously. You know, I say it in jest. But, you know, if you're the league and you're wondering, you know, you try and, you know, there's something, you know, rings a bell there. Want to have interest in going up to guys and maybe testing them out a little bit. The Mike Napoli home run where the bat breaks and he's only holding the handle of the bat would be would be somewhat alarming, I would think. But I'm willing I'm willing to bet that um I'm willing to bet that everything's okay. I, look, I've never seen anything like that. I just I just want to say I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. But don't take it too seriously. It's spring training. Um, regular season baseball begins on Sunday night. NBA playoff race is heating up. The Celtics won last night against Charlotte. They're back in the eighth spot. Avery Bradley with 30 points. Stanley Cup playoff race. Bruins and the Florida Panthers tonight. Panthers behind the Bruins trying to get in. Uh, that's at the TD Garden. As I mentioned, Jimmy Hayes, supposed to come in studio yesterday, did not do that. Uh, said he fell asleep. So uh, he says he owes us one. So we gave him shit early on in this podcast. Uh, I don't regret it. But also in jest, we'll still be rooting for Jimmy. Not tonight, but moving forward. Uh, we'll, we're still fans. We're still friends. It's just, come on, Jimmy. Let's go, kid. We'll get, maybe we'll, we'll get you in studio uh, when, when your brother wins the cup this year. Have you come in? I don't know if he would drink out of it. I don't know. You know, I I think I think he probably would. I think he probably would 
Maybe not drink out of it, but but attend the party. I think he would attend the party. We'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward in the Stanley Cup playoff race. Uh, a story, though. And by the way, I'll talk more hockey tomorrow. Billy Jaffe will join me in studio. He is an analyst here locally for Nesson for the Bruins. He's also an analyst for Sportsnet in Canada. And he does certain coverage with the NHL Network. So he will join me in studio tomorrow. Uh, you know, we will get to a lot of hockey stuff, not just Stanley Cup players, but also Frozen Four begins this weekend. Omaha versus Providence, BU versus North Dakota. So Providence, BU, a couple local teams. Uh, I think we'll, at least I'll be rooting for them to be playing in the championship game, which, um, you know, will be on April 11th. Uh, so I'm sorry, not this, not this week. Yes. No, not this weekend. Right. Not this weekend. The weekend after April 9th. That is when it is. Uh, this weekend is the final four. Get my, get my final fours and frozen fours confused. This weekend is the final four, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Duke. My bracket. I have three of the four correct. Kentucky, Michigan State, and Duke. Yes, I have Michigan State going to the finals. Uh, I didn't have Wisconsin, though. I had Arkansas there. I actually had Wisconsin losing to Arkansas in the Sweet 16. Uh, That did not happen. Wisconsin ended up beating UNC because Arkansas lost to UNC in the second round. Um, But here's Wisconsin. So three one seeds and a seven seed, the seven seed being Michigan State. I told you to ride with Michigan State, so I hope you listen to me on that one. Uh, So final four this weekend, the Frozen Four in two weekends from now, uh, and we're all hoping that on April 11th, that will be BU versus Providence in that championship game. Omaha will play Providence. BU will play North Dakota. Uh, So we look forward to that, and as I mentioned, Billy Jaffe will join me uh, in studio uh, tomorrow on this show. Um, I mentioned golf because the Masters is coming up, and the Masters is actually, it's actually the same weekend as the Frozen Four. Uh, Thursday, April 9th, is the first day of the Masters Tournament. Now, if you didn't know, unlike other PGA Tour events, or unlike PGA Tour events, the Masters does not require invited players to commit to playing the Friday before the tournament. Other tournaments... The Friday before the tournament, that's the deadline on whether you either commit or don't commit to the tournament. Now, the Masters is different. You don't have to commit until your first round tee time on that Thursday, which this year will be uh, on April 9th, which will be a week from this Thursday. So, you wonder, how long does Tiger Woods have to announce he's going to play in the Masters. That would be it. There is tea time. He has until his tea time on Thursday, April 9th, uh, in the first round, to announce whether he's going to take part in the Masters or not. Um, now, Tiger Woods has been on a break from competitive golf since he withdrew from the Farmers Insurance Open in early February, saying he had a bad back. Now... He has, I guess, said he's out indefinitely since then. Here we are now on March 31st. And the story today with Tiger Woods is that according to, and I read this from the Augusta Chronicle, according to the Augusta Chronicle, Tiger Woods' plane has been spotted. His plane has been spotted at the Augusta Regional Airport this morning. This is from the Augusta Chronicle again. A plane matching the tail numbers of Tiger Woods' Gulfstream G5 was parked in front of the terminal for private aircraft at Augusta Regional Airport this morning. Um, and that just raises the question as to whether or not Tiger Woods is getting ready to play in the Masters at Augusta. And according to the, according to the story, Tiger Woods is working on his game at Augusta today. That he's playing at Augusta today. That's what Tiger Woods is doing. And if he's doing that, 
he that's at least telling me he we'll see what we'll see how he feels after this but if tiger woods leaves augusta today and has a decent round he's going to play in the masters and if he wasn't serious about it this he would not be he would not be going to this extent, to, to fly to Augusta to play there. It just wouldn't happen because he knows somebody's going to see. This is going to get out, right? If you're just practicing to come back in general, you don't go to Augusta to do that. I'm sorry, you don't. If you're practicing to play at the Masters, then yes, you go to Augusta. That's what Tiger Woods has done. So this is a major story. Uh, I am actually going to root for Tiger Woods to play in the Masters. And I'm going to root for Tiger Woods to contend at the Masters. And then I'm going to root on Sunday for somebody to squash Tiger Woods like a bug. That's what I root for. That's how I go. That's how I roll with Tiger Woods and my uh, fan status in golf. You know, you knock me all you want. I think Tiger Woods is great for the sport. I think his presence is great for the sport. But I also think what's great for the sport is his presence and him succeeding. But what I love seeing more than anything, is Tiger Woods succeeding to a point where he gets to Sunday in contention, at least entering the day in contention, and somebody steps up, and it does, you know, look, I mean, lately, it's been Tiger Woods has hurt himself, has done nothing but hurt himself, even if he is in contention, um, if he makes the cut. Once he makes the cut, lately, Tiger Woods has done nothing but hurt himself. It hasn't necessarily been somebody stepping up to the plate and you know, uh, giving it to Tiger Woods and outdoing Tiger Woods on the course. That's not, that hasn't really been the case. It's been Tiger Woods affecting his own game, whether it's with injuries, whether it's with um, his mindset and what's going on between the ears. Tiger Woods has looked human, human lately. The last time we saw Tiger Woods, he was making chip shots that, that, that I haven't had at Franklin Park here in Dorchester. I mean, I've never seen anything like it from a professional golfer. Some of the uh, the chip shots that Tiger Woods was attempting to make. And, you know, it was just rolling two feet in front of him. It was almost embarrassing to watch. I felt bad for the guy. But, so that's really been Tiger Woods' recent history here. Not that guy, not that he's been in contention on Sunday and somebody stepped up to the plate and... Um, has really put Tiger Woods in his place. No. I, Tiger Woods has affected his own game if he makes the cut. If he when, if and when he's made the cut in recent history. Uh, so I don't root for that. I don't root for Tiger Woods to fail like that. I root for somebody to come up from behind Tiger Woods, have Tiger Woods play some solid golf, be in contention on Sunday, make it exciting, and then somebody be, I'll be rooting for the other guy. That's just what I do. That's just how, that, that, that's how I, I root. I don't, I, don't, I don't root for Tiger Woods to win. I root for Tiger Woods to be successful to the point where he's in contention. And then once he's in contention for somebody to step up and, and squash Tiger Woods like a bug. But as far as we know, Tiger Woods playing spotted at the airport at Augusta. And everything, the, the tail, matching tail numbers of Tiger Woods Gulfstream G5 was parked in front of the terminal for private air- aircraft at Augusta Regional Airport this morning. So there's your latest golf news uh, for the day. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Masters. When you get to the Masters, you know you're at a good yeah, – that's a, that's a good time of year, not just because, you know, baseball has begun, uh, but because summer is right around the corner. Uh, so this we're, – we're getting to that point where now the Final Four this weekend, the Frozen Four the weekend after that, Major League Baseball begins on Sunday night. Uh, a very exciting time of year because also it means the playoffs in the NBA and the Stanley Cup playoffs in the NHL are about to begin. More hockey talk on tomorrow's show. Um, I'll close it out with this thought, and it's more of a local story, actually. More of a local story is that, and I don't, look, maybe you haven't paid attention to the weather that we received here in Boston, but in Southie, my neighborhood of South Boston, because of all the snow, you couldn't. You a lot of the roads and the side streets, they just 
you couldn't fit cars, two cars going down at the same time in opposite directions. You know, fit, you know, coming towards each other. They just couldn't fit down the street. So you had to, what they did was, and what Mayamati Walsh did, was he, he, made every, uh, he made every street a one-way in certain directions. And it was supposed to, on April 1st, which is tomorrow, April Fool's Day, he was supposed to change those back to being their normal because now, now the snow has melted. You can finally get up and down the street with two cars. But I've been saying since day one, I think they should consider keeping them one ways. And the news this morning is that they are actually going to do that. In fact, the news coming from the mayor's office is that the streets of Southie are going to remain to be one-way streets until June 1st. And in the meantime, he's going to call for more community meetings to talk about the subject. And that might be the best part of the whole, of the whole thing is more community meetings. The more community meetings we have, the more, abs- the more comedy that we have in the neighborhood and in the city of Boston. Because these meetings, they might begin with one-way parking. Excuse me, one parking. That, that's what I mean. They might begin with one-way streets, right? But they will end with a story like parking or street cleaning or trash day um, or overdevelopment in the city. We might even get to some fucking good old Olympic talk while we're in these meetings. And if, if you're down for a good uh, comical community meeting, then... This is great news today. Not just the fact that they're going to keep the streets to be one ways until June 1st in Southie, but also the fact that they are now going to call for more community meetings to talk about the subject, to ask the question, do you think after June 1st we should keep the streets one ways? Well, I think they should, but I also agree there should be more community meetings. Let's get some more community meetings going. That's, that's great news. That's pure comedy, pure comedy. I hope you, I hope you can make them. I hope you can make it to one. Even if you're not, you know what? Even if you're not from the neighborhood, swing by. Don't swing by and be a dickhead and start talking shit and saying stupid things and asking stupid questions because you feel like you have the open forum. You know, if you're not from the neighborhood, you, to me, you have no voice. And we're going to tell you to shut the fuck up. Don't show up if you're going to do that. Don't disrupt it. Right? Don't don't bring the protesters in. Like stay at home. But if you want some pure entertainment and you'd like to just show up, you know, go get an iced coffee and sit in the back and, and just listen and watch and 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 pay attention. Uh, then I'm telling you right now, this is this has very high entertainment value. It does. That's really why I go. That's why I go. Because these meetings never end with what they begin with. They never do. Never. Never. It always goes on to something else. And you know, if you're from the neighborhood, you're from the area, you know the people that, 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 that take these things and run them into different directions. And I'm fine with it. Believe, I think it's great. But it's also something that um, I, would, I would really advise you to, to think about showing up to one night. You know, don't, don't show up and disrupt it, but show up and uh, take it all in, the entertainment value. Of that. Uh, speaking of comedy entertainment, I did not watch the Biba roast last night. I saw people tweeting about it. I was watching Raw, flipping back. You know, you had a Celtics game. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to it tonight because the Bruins are on. Again, it's a big game for the Bruins uh, with their playoff implications. Um, and we'll do more hockey talk tomorrow. I, I, people have raved about the, the roast of Justin Bieber. The one criticism I did read a lot, for, especially from the from El Prez or the Boston guys, was that you know, it wasn't, re- it wasn't really about Beaver. Now, if you watch these roasts before, you know that the roasts are also more about everybody else that's invited, right, on stage. Everybody that, has, that will at one point take the mic and let the forum be theirs. Those people will get shit on as well. Sometimes even more than, than the person who the roast is for. But... I guess last night, just based on the things that I read on Twitter, uh, very little of it was was directed towards Justin Bieber. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I don't, I didn't get to watch it. I'm just judging off tweets, but I get people were saying it was funny. So I, I did record it. I'm going to watch it at some point, uh, but it might not be tonight. So I don't know if I'm going to have 
the Biba roast breakdown for you tomorrow. I don't know. I really don't know if I'm going to have that. I can't, I can't guarantee you that I have that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, if you do listen to the show and you do have a take on something, feel free to tweet me at Danny Picard. I will use it on every single show. Um, it, it doesn't matter what it's about. We'll use it also on Facebook. Like me on Facebook. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. It took us, man, I can't even begin to describe just how long it took us to get on iTunes. It seems like it took a year. It only took about a month and a half, two months. We launched the show in late January, and it just has been a pain in the ass since day one. But it, that also made it a pain in the ass for some people to listen to the show. Now, if you're, if, if you're hip with the internet, then you should know how to listen to the show. You go to dannypicard.com. There are other apps that you can use to listen, uh, even when it wasn't on iTunes. But to the people that were having a difficult time listening, it is now very easy to, to listen to that. It is easy to listen to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on the TuneIn app. You can, I think Downcast is an app that people use, that it picks it up from the iTunes feed. Subscribe. These, every show will automatically go to your phone, or at least maybe you have to go into the settings and set it up like that. But it's simple to listen to. Um, and I hope you'll subscribe, and I hope you'll pay attention every weekday. Again, dannypicard.com on iTunes, on these apps. Make sure, please make sure you subscribe to it. And um, again, continue to tip me up on Twitter, at Danny Picard, and on Facebook. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Remember that. I'm reminding you, don't fall for any stupid shit, and you know you're gonna. And and you know what? I will too. I don't know what it's gonna be. I'm gonna go to bed tonight telling myself, tomorrow's April Fool's, Danny. Don't fall for anything stupid. And I guarantee you the minute I wake up, I fall for something. I believe something on Twitter. I'll believe something on the internet. So, but I'll, I'll do my best to try and remind you right now. I'll do my best. And I'll do, you know, everybody just, just keep that in mind as you wake up tomorrow. Tomorrow's April Fool's. There's going to be a lot of people, stupid people trying to fuck with you. It's so stupid. It's so, it's so ridiculous. It really is. But it's the world we live in. Um, so tomorrow, April Fools, make sure you listen. Billy Jaffe in studio, another special guest in studio we're working on for Thursday. I can't give that away just yet. Um, and then Friday, I'll give my Major League Baseball predictions for the regular season, division winners, uh, regular season awards, postseason stuff, etc. All of, of the Major League Baseball sort of season preview that you've been waiting for, that I've been waiting for, meaningful baseball I just have a tough time doing spring training baseball talk. I do. I got a tough time doing it. You know, I got a tough time taking some things seriously. There are situations where guys get hurt and and might go on, let's say, the 60-day DL or have season-ending Tommy John surgery. That stuff is real. Everything else, I just don't know how to take it. Minor injuries, I don't know how to react to them because they're meaning, meaningless games, Right? You know, what's what's the point in, in, in forcing playing through an injury in spring training if it's not serious? And if a guy misses time because of that, am I going to overreact? I just got a tough time taking spring training baseball seriously and getting too fired up about it. I do. I have a tough time doing it. So I'm pumped up for regular season baseball. You know, if you've listened to me before, I'm a big baseball guy. I can I will I will do my best to break down some of the biggest shows um in excuse me, some of the biggest games in the show in Major League Baseball. Uh, so, in re- but regular season baseball, I'll, I'll do my best. So we'll talk about that Friday show. I'll give my regular season predictions. Again, here five days a week, dannypicard.com. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, Peter, my producer, will be back in the studio with me. I'm going solo today, uh, as I'm used to going solo. But, you know, you, you get used to having someone to talk to across the way. Today... There's no one to talk to. It almost feels like I'm back on my living room couch talking to nobody when I began this podcast uh, about eight, nine years back and really did it on my living room couch up until we launched this new show in January here in the studios that I broadcast from in Beantown Athletics in Dorchester. Once again, uh, Billy Jaffe in studio tomorrow. I'm out. Talk to you then.